This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast presented by thesciencefictionary.com. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with Marisha. Hey, everybody. And David. Hello. And we're going to talk about kind of all the things that have been going on in the world of sci-fi and fantasy over the last week. We specifically had DC's fandom. Exactly. Uh, By everything. You mean all the awesome DC stuff. DC hit an absolute home run with that entire event. And I was like, I was like, whatever, DC online. Yeah, I mean, I, I under, I underestimated it. No, I mean, it it was huge. I mean, they had a lot of people watch it all day. They had some huge announcements. They had good people on interviewing. Zachary Levi was there doing interviews with people. And he's so fun. uh, I just had a lot of cool stuff going on, dear. And not to mention, they dropped some some pretty big trailers on us. David, were you able to actually watch the event during the day, or did you mostly just catch the trailers? Oh, I didn't didn't watch any of the event. I just uh, stayed glued to Twitter throughout the duration of it okay catching the news as it came out yeah i didn't watch much of it but i did catch uh, zach levi a few times um which was which was good um he's always fun but man like these trailers like the event was definitely a home run and i would say overall the reaction to the trailers has been a home run mm-hmm. um i think of course the biggest one and the one that you almost wonder how they showed us a trailer when only like a quarter of the movie is supposedly filmed was the Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's Which, the one, uh, I mean, that's the big one. That's the one everybody, you know, whatever else happens in DC, like it, it always, it, Superman and Batman. It's like, mm-hmm. those are the two, you know, the two top of the top of the rung characters for them. And, We've had a lot of Batman movies over the years. What did you think about first look at the Batman? First of all, it's funny you mentioned that they only have a quarter of the movie done because I read today that Robert Pattinson himself was diagnosed with COVID. COVID. Yep. Um, so they had to halt production again. Yeah. Until he's clear of that. But um, but yeah, the trailer. Uh, I was I, I didn't expect to get a trailer, um, and that's kind of the big reason I couldn't care less about DC fandom was because. All I cared about was getting a Batman trailer, and I didn't think we were going to get one. So when it dropped, I mean, I, my mind was blown. I watched it. I never pressed the button so fast. I've been super excited for this movie, um, and I thought it looked fan-freaking-tastic. It, it was everything that I was hoping it would be. Um, I think that Robert Pattinson looks great. I think he's going to be great. I, I haven't doubted him for a second. I think that he is going to be perfect in this role. Uh, I think that uh, Gordon... Uh, Jim Gordon looks excellent. I can't remember the actor's name right now. I apologize, but I think he looks awesome. Fits it. Just the way he walks into a crime scene is like, that's Jim Gordon. Instantly you knew it. Um, uh, I love all the hints about the stuff that's going on there. I mean, there's a lot of villains in this, which is great because yeah. 
Batman has the biggest rogues gallery. Let's give a lot of villains and, and do it right though. And not goofy like mm-hmm. they've done with previous times. They had like multiple villains like Batman and Robin or, um, Batman forever. Right. Uh, I think they're going to do it really right this time. They're obviously taking it very seriously. There's a lot of love behind it. I love seeing the bat suit in action. It looks even better now than I, than I thought it mm-hmm. did before. Um, the weird things on the gauntlets don't bother me anymore because right. just seeing it in motion, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where he beats up that criminal is – I've rewatched it so many times. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's so memeable. I've seen so many memes. Um, and he goes, I am vengeance. is great because you think he's going to say, I'm Batman. Right, yes. But instead <laughs> he says, I'm vengeance. I thought that was great. I love the voice. I love how he's not you know, doing – straight up Christian Bale right. roughly, but also he is being a little lower, you know, but not, it, it, it's, it's, it's nice. I, I like it. Um, suit looks great. The atmosphere is great. Lots of red. It's a very black and red color scheme, which I think mm-hmm. is really awesome and interesting because Batman films have been probably in terms of superhero movies, the most visually interesting there have yeah. been the one that other than like Thor Ragnarok, these have been the movies that push the boundaries of what superhero films can be. It's why I defended Joel Schulmacher because, you know, at the end of the day, he was doing something weird and different and colorful and interesting. I love Batman Begins. It's very yellow. They all have these very unique mm-hmm. visual identities, mm-hmm. but we haven't really seen the black and red like this, at least, you know, they're, I mean, sort of with like Batman forever with like, two-faced but there was lots of green and purple and and all those undertones there right um so this is very like black and blood red uh which i think is an awesome color combination for batman the jim lee art that we got alongside this trailer with the black and red looks amazing i think the movie looks great uh, i couldn't be more excited for it i'm really excited about it i kind of wonder what i do like about it is that we go back to a lot of these movies have really done, even though we kind of saw an origin of Batman in the Nolan films, uh, we, you know, we got, we got the origin there, but a lot of it, we, we don't go back to not the origin, uh, not Batman's origin story, but like what the early Batman was about, which was, he was a detective. He was a crime solver. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be really, we don't do that a lot in movies. We, we get pretty much the standard superhero mm-hmm. versus the villains thing. And this seems to be really leaning heavy into a, uh, a noir feel, uh, crime drama in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. He wanted to be a detective because he wants to solve his parents' case. So he became right. a detective, Right. Um, I don't think, I mean, I hope they don't necessarily go that route. I don't want it to turn out that the Riddler murdered Martha and Bruce Wayne or anything like that. I don't think they're going to go that way, but I think they're going to do the obvious thing of my parents were killed. I'm going to become a detective to solve that murder. Mm -hmm. I can't solve that murder, but I'll solve other crimes with my skills. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It's it's such the obvious perfect path to go with Batman. I think you're right. It's very noir and, and very, very... Well, cause, cool looking in that way. Right. Well, it's like one of the things that, unless I'm just seeing it wrong in the trailer, is, you know, like 
some of our other Batmans, it's like they, they're just always in the shadows and they're, they very rarely converse unless it's on a rooftop with Jim Gordon. Um, but like he's standing there in the crimes at the crime scene, full suit. Mm -hmm. Like he's Batman, but he's there with the police at the crime scene. Which is why I think it's great that they're choosing to start. I think they said like it's going to be like a year into him being Batman. Right. So he's had time to establish a relationship. A relationship that we all already know about. We already know about him and Jim Gordon and all that kind of stuff. So we don't need to spend forever establishing that kind of thing. It can just jump right into it. Oh yeah, I've been around for about a year. They trust me. I'm allowed on the crime scenes. Jim gives special permission. I can come and check it out oh no something's addressed to the batman this is interesting what's the mystery who's doing this um what's going on i think you're right i think that's a great i some of the best scenes in the comic books is when batman now batman because of the movies he there's this perception that he is always in the shadows super dark edgy over on the side talking like (laughs) you know but he's really not. And some of the best Batman stories are of him being social in, in that way, at least. So like, he's friends with Jim Gordon. Right. Jim's his friend. You know, like, Bat- Batman disappeared. And just recently, Jim became Batman. Like, they are friends, you know. Um, and he comes out. And you know what? He makes jokes. And he's a wisecracker sometimes when he's out there on the on the crime scenes. And, and people know him he's not like a freaking hermit all the time he Mm. has an entire family called the bat family you know like this is the idea that he's a loner and whatever and i totally get that and i'm okay with that and there's a big part of him that is a loner but he's not like secluded from the entire world he talks to people right has conversations and he's funny and he's intelligent and he cares about people like I said, he is friends with Jim. Yeah. So I so liked I everything see. I saw in this trailer. Like, um, you know, there were some things that they didn't fully show us um, with, you know, we kind of got some looks at what I'm assuming is an, I, you know, it depends on kind of what way they go with Catwoman in, in the movie, but like, you know, we saw her from the back in a shot, and then we saw her, but just with like a, you know, just Steve like mask. your typical cat burglar mask on. Yeah, she um, had little ears though, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I think she's gonna be great. But I, I'm, I, I liked everything I saw so far on that one. Um, and just have to see now. Like I don't know when they were shooting. I know 2021. But they keep getting setbacks with this, uh, with COVID stuff, especially now that they've, you know, had a case on, on set. And yeah, that's really not promising because they were one of the first movies that had really started production back. One of the, you know, one of the first really big movies that. So hopefully that's not a sign that they're going to be shutting down production on everything for the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, you basically probably are looking at about a month of shutdown to get them back up and running. Hopefully they'll be able to get back on track and actually release. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that movies, movies, I can look forward to regularly going to the theater again Mm -hmm. and that movies are coming out 
when they're supposed to again. What else, David? What other trailers from Fandom did you enjoy or, or have thoughts uh, on? Probably the next uh, big trailer was the trailer. Well, there were the there was the Snyder Cut trailer, the Suicide Squad trailer, and the Wonder Woman trailer. Snyder Cut is really interesting. So I figure next we can get to the Wonder Woman trailer. Get the two like actual movie trailers, okay? Uh, traditional out the way. Uh, so yeah, the Wonder Woman trailer. Uh, we've already got a trailer for it. It's been a while since we heard anything. So yes. it was kind of I didn't I didn't expect this either. So it was kind of cool to see a trailer. Um, like we talked about before, nothing really new or interesting except for we saw Cheetah, right? Uh, which I don't pay attention to things. By that, by that, okay, what I mean is, like, I don't try to read up on what's going to be in a movie or right. what's announced, usually, because yep. I do like to be surprised by things. So I actually didn't pay attention to the fact, I'm sure I read it before, but I just purposely forgot. I didn't pay attention to the fact that Cheetah was going to be in this movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. And so once I saw Cheetah, which, you know, I'm not the biggest Cheetah fan in the world, but, like, I thought that was freaking dope. Because, oh, look, they're doing it. They're pulling from, you know classic wonder woman villains and they're going to use them. And I think that she looks, you know, from, from what we saw and I'm sure she'll look better in the movie from mm-hmm. what we saw. I think she looks okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'll look better on screen. I think it looks, it's serviceable to me. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think it could look better, but again, we don't, I mean, it, it that doesn't mean that they're totally done with it. On one hand, you can say they're not. You know, they might not be done with it. On the other hand, you go, well, the movie was supposed to already be out, so I don't know. But um, you know, I, I think I think that that's going to be in a relatively short part of the uh, the movie anyway. That we see her like fully like that. Good point. But I don't know. I it's it's one of those things like. I don't think it's going to ruin the movie. I do think from what I saw that it could look better, but it might just be the scenes we saw it in and it might not be finished. Um, I've learned with, with CGI, it's real hard to judge it before you see the final product. And it's real hard to judge it on two seconds. Right. I mean, that that is probably generously two seconds of footage there. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes things in context, there was a, a screen capture that wasn't real great looking, but it's a screen capture. Which means it's blurred. Which means it's blurred. So, you know, I think we're just going to have to wait till we actually get, you know, get well, the movie before we... Let, let's be honest. If that's the worst thing in that movie, that movie's still going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited about the movie. Good point. Uh, because that movie absolutely looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, the first Wonder Woman was was really great. It was really kind of the first real home run that DC hit with the DCEU. So I'm looking forward to this one. And, and, it, and it looks, you know, whatever Cheetah winds up looking like in the final product, everything else just looks absolutely outstanding. I agree. And we got Trevor back, so that's always nice. And we did get some kind of, you know, because it, it bugged me that they, and in the first, tra- he was in the first trailer. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, first of all, like, not even going to try and make that a surprise. And um, and then, but there was like no explanation for, like, he's dead. How is he supposed to be here? Mm-hmm. You know, so at least they gave us like some kind of, 
you know, inkling of, of how, you mm. know, how that might have worked out because I, w- I felt like they gave us both too much and not enough whenever they were like, and Chris Pine. Like, I, I mean, I think the now. thing is, one, he's too big of a name to hide the fact he's in the movie. And, and secondly, it's, you know, I, obviously he's going to be in a pretty fair portion of this film. Yeah, and he's a selling point. Right. Can't undersell your selling points. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure they'll expand upon it more and probably have some kind of way to put him even like, they'll probably figure out some kind of way to make it where he comes back now in the modern day. Like, he's still around now. Because, I mean, I was shocked whenever, like, they actually put him in that first one and it said in World War One because, of course, he is just a human. He's going to be dead. He's a pretty big part of the Wonder Woman story, mm-hmm. so I, I was definitely shocked. Also, Chris Pine, I was like, "That's a big name. You're kind of wasting <laughs> on, on killing off this. in your first movie." Exactly, because he should have been Green Lantern. So I was like, "What the heck?" So, right. So they had to find um, some way to Captain America him into the future. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's literally exactly what it is, huh? Yeah. Flying a plane away, a World War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids. That this is that's how we, def- exp- you know, which world war is it? Is it the <laughs> Captain America World War? Or is it the Wonder Woman World War? <laughs> this is how this is that's how they understand great. you know world history here. <laughs> that's really great. Uh, but no, I'm. I think I think we're all in agreement. I, th- I think we're all really excited about that one, and and it looks it just looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. But. Um, I guess really the next one that we need to talk about is the Snyder Cut trailer. Yep. Which is kind of the one we all knew. Ooh. That's that's the one we kind of all knew we were going to get at this. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, it looks fine. There's some nice shots in it that weren't in the original movie. I'm but that's Iris. I do. Th- there are some characters that we're going to get that we didn't really get in the original. My thing is, is that at the core... It's still going to be the same movie. Yeah. And, I, you know, playing a song that already is an emotional tug-at-your-heartstrings song mm-hmm. over those shots that didn't tell us anything. I mean, there's no words. It's just shots from mm-hmm. the film. Basically, all the shots that he put back in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, a lot of people are really pumped about it. I'm like, are you pumped about it? Or are you pumped about those shots with that song? <laughs> right. And, and, and it I was think a that's great a, trailer. Yeah. It's a really great trailer, but that's the thing. You can make really great trailers for really terrible movies. Yep. They do it all the time. Yeah. But she does it all the time. True. Amen to that. I hope that it's great. I'm, I'm not sold on it just on the, playing some shots with mm-hmm. some emotional music. Yeah. I've said it from the beginning with this Snyder cut stuff. Um, I hated justice league mm-hmm. and I don't know how much they could change without fundamentally changing what the movie is. That would make me like it. The mo- the, the shots are going to look great. It's probably going to be a better looking, better put together movie. I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it more than I enjoyed the theatrical cut. 
but there's still like the things that I didn't like about the theatrical version. I highly doubt are going to be changed in this. Is he going to make Superman a likable and relatable character in the Snyder cut? <laughs> Is he going to make Batman less of an asshole in the Snyder cut? Is he going to, you know, make these characters interesting or friendly with each other or have some kind of chemistry on screen between the actors by cutting together different scenes in the Snyder cut? If if not, then I just, I'm not going to like it. Right. But I am going to give it a chance. I will watch it. I'm not going to be a total, like, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and just complain about it and not actually see it. I want to see it. I want to like it. I want it to be absolutely incredible and for what it's gonna be i mean it looks pretty awesome it looks better than i thought it was gonna look i'll give it that i thought truly in my cynical little heart i thought that he was gonna like add in a couple shots and be like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no like dark sides in it and stefan wolf looks entirely different right and much better, by the way. Still a big gray bad guy, but definitely better. It's cool to see Darkseid. But like I said, there's still things about this that like just don't work for me because they didn't spend, you know, six years building up to it. Right. So it's just not, it's just gonna fall apart for me. But I hope that I like it a lot. And I'm sure I will enjoy watching it for what it is. And I'll be happy that a director got to come back and, and finish his 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 work. And especially right. the you know the way he had to leave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very yeah. tragic that it happened. So I am glad he gets to come and do this. And I think it's cool. I'm probably going to watch this because actually, it's I read that it's going to be a um, four hours long, and it's going to be cut into uh, four one hour episodes, it's like a mini series. Hmm. Uh, I I read that from a comicbook.com, which is a pretty reliable source usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get, I, I, but I didn't read that that was an actual announcement. But if that's the case, I'm probably gonna watch the whole thing, thinking this is pretty cool. That looked pretty cool. Hey, that's a cool shot. That's yeah. cool. I mean, the movies were always like Batman v Superman and Justice League. They had cool looking shots in them. Mm-hmm. I think Zack Snyder in that way is an incredible filmmaker. I think visually speaking, he he's one of my fa- probably one of my favorite filmmakers visually speaking. I love the things that he's done with stuff like 300 and Watchmen and Batman v Superman. Some of the most iconic comic book drawings of all time were brought to life in mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, and I think that's very much because of Zack Snyder's visual creativity of doing that. Mhm. Just like, just like Watchmen was, just like 300 was, to me at least, just like Batman v Superman was, and just like what I think Justice League is going to be, it's going to be a lot of being like, that's cool, that's really awesome, looking. <laughs> right. And and that's probably what I'm going to get from it, but I am excited to see it. I, I, I am more excited to see it than I was before I saw the trailer. And that's what trailers are for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of those things, like, I'll definitely see it. Um, I, how much hope I have for it, I don't know, but I, I'm willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like Marisha said, no mistake about it, it's a good trailer. Mm-hmm. And some of the shots that were added in, you know, it, it's what's curious to me, though, is, like, 
how much had he shot before he left? And like that Joss went- Whedon came in, and how much did Joss Whedon come in and still shoot? Because he's saying he's not going to include any of the Joss Whedon shots in it. Which to me, I thought was like a good like seventy five percent of the movie. Right. So I don't really know. I'm I'm <laughs> I was a little taken aback by by some of the statements because it's like you know it's fine if your stuff you think your stuff looks better, but your story still has to flow and right. So it it really kind of made me wonder like how much footage do they actually have shot. Mm-hmm. For this movie, especially if the rumor is true that it's going to be four one-hour episodes, and he's not going to use any Joss Whedon footage, right? Right. Well, from from what I understand from the Joss Whedon thing, when Joss Whedon came along, not only did he finish the movie, he went back and reshot a lot of what was already done. So maybe Zach did have a lot of the movie already finished. Yeah. And Josh just didn't use it, so that footage has been sitting in storage already done. Maybe so. For and, four and, years. And that's kind of the thing. Again, you brought in a very, very different... I mean, make no mistake about it, as much hate as he's get gotten over it, Josh Whedon is an excellent filmmaker. Right. But you brought in a very different filmmaker <laughs> yeah. to, to try to finish this this movie and yeah. it's um it just seems like you could have found someone who could have better completed Snyder's vision yeah than Joss well, Whedon. probably in their mind it was like well he made Avengers right so but well, you're right like I, I don't think I could think of two different filmmakers yeah no I mean like you you know not unless you were gonna like bring in Edgar Wright to finish it <laughs> which might have been better that That'd be interesting. interesting. I'd love an Edgar Wright like flash movie. I still I still hope to eventually see an Edgar Wright superhero movie. I'm begging for it. Um release the release the right cut. Whatever it was that wasn't working out with Ant Man, um, and that, that they parted ways and, and it was I mean, you know, I've heard him talk about it and he says, Look, I you know, I wanted to do things that they didn't want me to do and they wanted me to do things I didn't want to do. And we just kind of went our separate ways. Like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't some big ugly thing. It just wasn't working out. But Ant-Man doesn't get made if it wasn't for Edgar Wright. He's the one that literally went to them and pitched that and said, this, you know, I know here's how you do an Ant-Man movie. And they loved it and ran with it. And, um, mm-hmm. I really like Edgar Wright is at the top of my list to see do a superhero film and a Star Wars movie. Hmm. Because the truth is, is that Edgar Wright doesn't make bad movies, or at least he hasn't yet. Knock on wood, huh? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he's picky. He doesn't do a lot of movies. Yeah. He's one of those guys that he had some good success with what he's done. He's happy with what he's done. And he's not running out there trying to make two or three movies a year. Right. Or even a movie every two or three years. Right. But he makes very good movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is one of the most underrated comic book movies ever made. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. That, oh, man. He would have been a great Justice League. 
like I just said, like I think he would be an awesome Flash director. Yeah. Or, ooh, Green Lantern. He would fit well with some of those characters like that. Because Green Lantern is a character who, like, his only limit is his imagination. Hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Edgar Wright is the perfect director for that. That would be awesome. But anyway, Snyder. Yeah. (laughs) All that to say. Yeah. But no, I'm. I think that. I, there's no denying it's a it's a good trailer. The the black Superman suit it does look amazing. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, you know there there's a lot of things going on in that trailer. You know things that weren't in the original movie. That yeah, I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to see them in there. I just hope that it makes it a better flowing story. Yeah. And I hope Somehow, that it somewhere. I hope that it adds some depth to the story. Because right now we just don't have, we're we're not that, we don't have the background to be all that invested in a lot of these characters, really outside of Wonder Woman. That movie was so forgettable. Like as I was watching the trailer, I was like, I don't even remember. Did this happen? Pretty almost nothing in that trailer. That's almost all Snyder shots that weren't in the movie. That's that's really what they did was they took a song that they knew would get an emotion would evoke an emotional response Mm -hmm. and dropped it over a bunch of really pretty shots that he that he did. Mm Yeah. But so hopefully it will be more memorable this time around. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for because, like I said, I just like I had to really think to try and even remember what the movie was about. And it's not been that long since I saw it. So that's what, that's what my hope is for the Snyder cut is for it to be a marginally more memorable superhero movie than the one that came before. Yeah. Oh no, no you can't, you can't discount uh, Aquaman though, as far as it's, being attached to characters. I yeah, really liked Aquaman. Yeah. David, what else from fandom caught your attention? The Suicide Squad was trailer was less of a trailer and more of a, Here's the cast. Yeah. Nothing too interesting there except for it is very cool that Nathan Fillion has been confirmed as arm fall off boy. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Um, Pete Davidson is not polka dot man and there's someone else and someone else is being polka dot man. And that's kind of all that stuck out to me. I think that King Shark's going to look great. That's really cool to see King Shark in a movie. Right. Um, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I really think this is going to be a great movie. Um, James Gunn is an incredible filmmaker, as he's proven before. Absolutely. And the the cast looks awesome. The characters they chose to use are perfect. Because these are characters we would never see on screen. Mm-hmm. We are getting them. And I cannot wait. For Nathan Fillion's arm fall off boy, <laughs> well, he, that's going to be awesome. James Gunn certainly appears to be the perfect person to bring this to life. Yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. right. Uh, because he but, does action well, but to, to inject it with that sense of humor that mm-hmm. it that it needs, because some of these characters, you just if you know, because some of these characters, if they're if if you're trying to take some of these characters too seriously. You're, mm-hmm. you're like King Shark, for example. <laughs> mm-hmm. So big shark. I'm I'm really excited for this one. If nothing else, just because I know what James Gunn did with Guardians of the Galaxy, another group of heroes that you went, how in the world are you going to sell this movie to people? Right. 
And it's one of the biggest properties in the world. So, yeah, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. I'm very excited for that. Next up, there was really uh, sticking in the – there's a couple more movie things. Next, we had a couple bits of news about the Flash movie. First of all, Ben Affleck has been confirmed to be in the Flash movie alongside Michael Keaton. So we got two Batmans hmm. in this. And Ben Affleck's going to have a significant role, they said. Hmm. Um, he's not just a quick cameo. He's in the movie, which is awesome. I think it's interesting that now Ben Affleck's Batman has yet to get his own Batman film. But he's been in now other people's movies. Right. He's going to be in the movie alongside The Flash. Alongside Michael Keaton. Yeah. Which is really awesome. Um, hopefully we get like a send-off to that uh, character. And then the other bit of news from it was just a quick concept art. Nothing special, just a, just some concept art that showed um, Ezra Miller's Flash and Michael Keaton's Batman together. And Michael Keaton is wearing the suit from Batman 89. It is that suit. This is just concept art, but this is concept art from the movie. So it does mean something, you know? Right. He, they're, they're sticking with that. They're playing smart. And that's one thing I will give DC lately. DC's been doing a lot of, oh, fans think that would be cool? Well, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, which is yep. how a comic book movie should be. And we got a new look at a Flash costume. Um, uh, a look at a new Flash costume. It, it looks less like a Power Ranger and more like, uh, when I say Power Ranger, I mean like from that new Power Ranger yeah, film that had the right. guy from Stranger Things, yeah, that it, Power Ranger. It yeah. looks less like that and more like an actual fabric Flash costume. Okay, because yeah, it looks a little too much like armor. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know exactly what you're saying when you compare it to the new Power Rangers uh, stuff. Yeah, exactly. In this one, it looks a bit more like a, it doesn't, you know, it's not the classic Flash costume. I mean, it took the Flash TV show like seven years to get there, so I don't expect the movies to do it too soon. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it is a piece of – it's fabric that he's wearing. It's not really – it doesn't look like armor. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they, they lean that way and and give us a new Flash costume. I would love that. Um, and that's and that makes me more excited for the Flash movie. I mean, that's going to be one of the coolest movies just to see Michael Keaton again. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. So there is going to be a Flash movie again. I know it's there's going to be a Flash movie. Waffling on that topic. I, I know. It's like it just disappeared forever until they suddenly announced that Michael Keaton's going to be in it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there, there's – wait. First of all, they're still making it. And second of all, Michael Keaton is going to be Batman in it. Right. It certainly seems like they were waffling. And, you know, they've had a lot of people at the top that have come and gone. And it seems like they really just now figured out where they wanted to go with it. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's just all, you know, all story needs. Is exactly, just the cool stuff. I, I wonder if anybody else from the uh, the Burton universe will show up. I don't know. Get a Jack Nicholson uh, cameo. I just want to see the Batmobile. That's the uh, best Batmobile. I that love, is the best Batmobile. I want that Batmobile to show up. 100%. I love that... Your first thought when you said who's going to show up from the Keaton universe was Jack Nicholson, and mine was Billy D. Williams. Billy D. because he was Harvey Dent. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd love that. But yeah, maybe a Jack Nicholson Joker. That would be incredible. 
Um, I'd love to see that. I'd also love to see, um, I think I threw it out there. I'd love to see if they're doing cool stuff. Can we get a live action Mark Hamill as a Joker, please? See, you, know, you can put him in a shadow. Absolutely. That would be incredible. That'd be awesome. I'd look, cause we got a live action Kevin Conroy, uh, in the, um, in the arrow in the Arrowverse. So as long as DC is just doing cool stuff lately, let's, let's, let's do that. And yeah. I think that, I mean, Mark Hamill did the killing joke really recently. I think he really likes doing the Joker. So, well, I mean, it's one of his most iconic characters. Like, well, and he as was... far as the voice of the Joker, like he is the voice of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. he, he is the one that everybody goes back to because he's, he's done such an incredible job with it. Mm-hmm. When he was kind of a joke, you remember he was in an episode of the flash as a real Joker esque kind of character. Yeah, he was uh, the trickster. And yeah. that's yes. fun because in the 90s Flash TV show, he also he played the trickster, the trickster. in that. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and so he came back in this one, which is just freaking hilarious. Um, and actually, I think in the um, in the Justice League TV show, he also voiced the trickster. Okay. He, he did a lot of voices in that. But yeah, Mark Hamill's a treasure. I'd love to see, let him get a live action. You know, no, he doesn't look like the Joker or whatever. But like, put the makeup on him and kind of keep him in the, in the back. He, also, he's an older version of the Joker. Like, you can make it work. Oh, yeah. If you can, can absolutely if you can make, make it work. Um, Colin Farrell look like what they made him look like in that Batman trailer as the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then, you, then you yeah, can you make can... Mark Hamill look good enough to be a Joker. For sure. Uh, but that one, like the Flash movie, like it wasn't one. It was like, you know, when they first announced it, I was like, awesome. And then it just kind of kept d- disappearing and reappearing. And I'd finally gotten to the point where I was like, I don't know if I care anymore. I'm not even sure it's ever going to get made. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm like, you're bringing back, you know, you're bringing back Michael Keaton for this movie. I'm all in. Yep. You and a That's whole bunch of other say. people. You could have a trailer. The trailer could just be a black screen with the words Michael Keaton on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm in. Now, I mean, if they're going to do one thing, like, can we bring Danny Elfman back to do the music? Yeah. <sighs> that would be wonderful. I'd, or at least they. Or at when, least when use Michael his theme. Michael Keaton shows up. Yeah. It, at least use the theme. When Michael Keaton shows up, and you know, it's going to be some kind of dramatic, like they pan up and he's standing there or whatever. That theme better kick in. Yeah. It better. I'd love that. Still probably the best Batman theme. Still the one I think of. You know, is as silly as the as silly as the the old like eighty nine eighties and nineties Batman movies could be. They you know, this one was still this is still one of the most memorable versions of Batman ever done. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that got right. Yeah. That and movie that, gave me and, nightmares and, when and, I was a kid. And visually, it, it's pretty amazing. Visually, it's one of my favorite superhero movies. And that's, what I'm, that's what I was saying earlier. Batman has always been, in terms of superhero movies, the leading superhero to, of making visually interesting movies. Right. I'm sure at the time Tim Burton was a weird choice, just like Michael Keaton was a weird choice, but it turned out mm-hmm. perfectly because then you look at like the Batman animated series, it's very gothic. It's it's 
it's that's it's a perfect fit for Batman and all of his weird, wacky characters. Gotham City itself is a character uh, in those Tim Burton movies. Gotham mm-hmm. City is a character. And so I really hope that in the Batman, they kind of bring that back. But it looks like it's going to be with all the new wacky villains and everything like that. Um, make Gotham City a character. Yeah. Because it is. It's so unique and so different. It's not just Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it's the chicago of your nightmares <laughs> it's this it's the upside down chicago <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that's uh I'm, I'm real excited about the flash movie i'm real interested to see exactly what they're doing that we're suddenly pulling in multiple batmans and mm-hmm. um hopefully that won't be the only you know like we were talking about hopefully that won't be the only one that maybe crosses over in whatever's going on here. I'd love to see some crossover villains mm-hmm. as well from, from the other, um, kind of from the other era. Dude, I'd love if George Clooney and Val Kilmer showed up <laughs> even just for a second. Like, yeah, I would adore that. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the flash movie news? I don't think so. I think I've said everything I've got to say, but I am excited about it. Yeah, I agree. One more little piece of movie news coming out of DC. It was a big freaking week for DC. Uh, over at DC, there is a Static Shock movie in the works, a live-action Static Shock movie. I did see that. Um, which I'm not sure how familiar y'all are with Static Shock. Uh, I know that there was a really popular cartoon show for a while, and that's pretty much what everybody knows about Static Shock. But Static Shock was originally a Milestone character, which Milestone was a separate com- publishing company that was created that made a lot of really interesting characters and Disney eventually bought them out. And static shock has been kind of the one character from milestone that has stuck around in a big, bad way. And he's a absolute fan favorite has a huge cult following. Hmm. Um, I know from not personal talking to people, but from following many different comic book creators that in the, uh, black comic book fan community, Static Shock is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he's very beloved, and he has one of the most um, rewatched, uh, loved television shows of all time. That his 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 cartoon TV show. When it comes to superhero movies, I mean, mm-hmm. of all time, I mean superhero shows of all time. Uh, it's a great cartoon show. It is actually in the DC animated universe. He's a super fun character. Um, he's a high schooler. He has electricity powers and he fl- flies around on disc and he looks awesome. Just a great fun character that it is about, it is about dang time that they made a static shock movie. There's a lot of characters that people are like it's about time when really it's like, Oh, well it's kind of shocking. They're making a movie like this really is a character that, for years, people have been begging for a Static Shock anything mm-hmm. uh, because he's such a fan favorite and so important to so many comic book fans. Um, yep. So it's super cool that they're making a live action movie. Uh, can't wait to hear more news about that. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Do we even know yet where that's going to appear? Like, like, has anybody picked that up as far as where it'll be shown yet? A theatrical release, isn't that what it said? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a theatrical it's movie. Be a movie. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, a, at least as far as, uh, it's, it's a live-action movie over at DC. And that's the thing, like, 
when I first read it, I thought it was going to be CW show. That's what uh-huh. I thought they were going with it. Yeah. Uh, right. But they already have Black Lightning, so I guess that would be kind of like, you know, two lightning characters over there. But right. um, no, it's going to be a movie. Okay. That's awesome. That's not one I know much about. So is it currently, I guess it's DC then. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it is a DC. Because DC bought Milestone, so it is a DC character. Okay. okay. Awesome. And I did see also, speaking of things that have been talked about for a long time, they did finally release something official on the Black Adam movie. Oh, yeah. It's not a trailer, uh, but it was a voiceover by golly. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. Yeah, that's another one that I really was like, they're still making it, but I guess when you have The Rock attached. I think if The Rock wasn't attached, this movie would not be happening. No way in hell. Right. But, but he really wants this movie to be made. I'm excited so, okay. about it. I, you mean, I, I love Shazam. And against all odds, the the Rock has turned out to be a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. So I, I'm excited to see this eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely moving slowly. But, uh, and you're right, without him pushing it, it, it doesn't get made. Like, this is a case yeah. of he decided that he wanted to play this character. Clearly, he has more pull than uh, old Gambit. Than Channing Tatum. Poor Channing Tatum. No, he's not quite on The Rock's level. And it's like, you know, if The Rock comes to you and says, hey, I want to play this character, you at least take a look at it. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, and especially, I mean, Shazam did well. Shazam was well-received. So that's the logical, you know, uh, thing to do is is Black Adam, you know, explore that universe a little more. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That one was, uh, like I said, it was, it was mostly just a voiceover and some pictures, but it was cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see that one, but yeah. So that's going to be awesome. And then... Um, one more piece of DC news: uh, the some some game trailers released for the Suicide Suicide Squad game. I think it's what you call it, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, and the Gotham Knights game. Okay, uh, which seems to be not connected at all to the Arkham series. A lot of people thought it was gonna be, but it see it's com- looks like it's a completely different thing. Gotham Knights. Okay, um, and the Suicide Squad game. Uh, also looks like just completely disconnected from everything else. But I think both games look pretty awesome. Uh, I know that in the Suicide Squad trailer, it's evil Superman again, and the Suicide Squad has to kill Superman. And I know that that's done, that's been done to hell and back, evil Superman. But I think it looks a lot like a lot of fun. Uh, I, I like the characters in there. I think it looks great. I can't wait to play that one. And then Gotham Knights just looks pretty pretty freaking dope um can't wait to see more about that yeah i mean i'm you know video games aren't really my thing but it it looked pretty the the trailers looked amazing i mean if Mm. it were a movie i'd watch it exactly so yeah the, the games look good um both both games look really good and uh, I'm, I'm particularly like I don't get too into that type of game, but I, I am curious to see um, exactly how much you're going to be able to do in the Gotham Knights game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't really know much about 
about them other than that that they came out. But it looks like that is all of the DC news. It took us long enough, but we got through it all of the DC news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was a little. There were a couple other pieces of news, um, and the other places that, that I just want to bring up really quickly. Um, first and foremost, uh, of course, the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman uh, this past week. That came as a complete shock to me, as I'm sure it did to y'all. Right. Um, heartbreaking. I don't even want to think. I mean, I'm sure we could get into what are they going to do with Black Panther, but that's not what matters right now. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just really sad that because he was an extremely talented actor, probably one of the mm-hmm. best actors in the MCU. Um, I, I have 42 is one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah. Just the rewatch. It's it's so feel good. Mm-hmm. Um He's incredible as that play portrayed a lot of it was pointed out by many people, as I'm sure y'all saw. He portrayed a lot of iconic Mm -hmm. uh, African-American figures, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it meant a lot to a lot of people um, portraying all the different characters that he did and bringing them all to life and just completely a complete shock. And that that really, really sucks. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Awful. You know, and usually, typically, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Olivia de Havilland died. It was like, oh, that's sad. You know, she's like kind of the, you know, the end of an era. You know, mm-hmm. so typically that's kind of, you know, whenever celebrities die, it's like, you know, it, they, they're, there's enough of a disconnect that it's like, oh, that's really sad for mm-hmm. other people, you know, and their family. But man... We, in fact, we had just, we, we, we watched Bill and Ted and I was like, I got done with it. I was like, I, I was, a, I really enjoyed that. Like, that was great. And so we turned it off and click YouTube, you know, like YouTube was what came on immediately after. And Kevin Smith was, Kevin doing Smith was it, it, you know, um, like a, on a live show, I, the news had just come in that Ch- Chadwick Boseman had died and. It really, I was a little taken aback, like how personal it felt that he was just gone. Yeah. But I mean, he played right here in our little hometown of Natchez, mm-hmm. Mississippi. He he filmed um, Get On Up. They, yeah, they uh, filmed where he a James lot Brown. of it two streets over. Oh, like wow, literally I on the street behind that. us. Yeah, they, they filmed a bunch of those. Like, like the, That's awesome. The house. Yeah. Um, that was really one of the first films that that Tate Taylor did here in Natchez, and mm-hmm. um, you know that that just that has gone on to create a legacy here, where the movie industry is growing here, and it's largely because of this movie. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's one of those things. I think the big thing for me with it is it hit hard. Like a lot of times, you see celebrity deaths, and you go, "Oh man, that's sad." I mean, this one just hit, and I don't know if it was because we were coming off a big high after watching. You know, being all excited watching Bill and Ted, and then you immediately see this, and you go, "Oh!" and you just kind of come crashing down. But it's, I the one thing I can I will say is the fact that he made all these movies mm-hmm. while he was sick and knew it. Yeah, and I hope that in the same circumstance that I would have the drive to just try to do something great. Mm-hmm. rather than to just sit on my butt and feel sorry for myself. Yep. Because he could have done that too. Absolutely. 
But he didn't. He he moved forward and he created a number of... He was in several... He's like in, what, three of the biggest movies ever made? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it created a legacy that will be remembered... Absolutely. Forever. I mean, and, and Black Panther was such an important cultural touchstone. It wasn't yep. just a really successful movie, which which it was. But it's a character that meant a lot to a lot of people. Exactly. And it it it's... A, it's a character that changed the narrative around what you can do. You know, like you you can make a, a superhero movie that isn't you know Eurocentric and and like and it be really good and be really successful, and it it yeah it's. It's really it's a, it's a huge loss, you know. Right, and and I think that the black community has really rallied around it, and and they've lost somebody that was really important to them. It had made this created brought this character to life that was important. Mm-hmm. And but it, it, you know I also want to want to point out like it, it's more than that because it created and, and this goes back to the article that you wrote for the science fictionary. Uh, a couple of years ago now, mm-hmm. is that my son can look at a character like T'Challa and see the the wisdom of T'Challa and see mm-hmm. that in someone who doesn't look like him. Yeah, it's, it's because none. both have both have value. It, we can't be one community if we can't look at each other and see what the value of each other is. And, Absolutely, and, and that's something that he brought to life. And, you know, you know, just talking about the, you know, a lot of different, especially Marvel characters have a lot of different kinds of, you know, it's like, oh, you know, uh, Iron Man is snarky and Captain, Captain America, America is, is uptight, you know, but, and, and T'Challa is wise, you know, the, the, that, that speech and it really kind of gives an added perspective to his, that ending scene Black Panther, you know, whenever he's just pleading for unity and for, you know, for people to see each other as as people, whenever you realize that he was so sick, you know, even though, you know, I, I think he believed that he was going to beat it and he was going to move past it. But sometimes, you know, when people are faced with their own mortality, they have a little more perspective. And I feel like, you know, kind of in retrospect, looking at the the kind of wisdom that that his his character has, I, I think that maybe more of that was was him than we realized at the time. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like that straight up ruined my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, unexpectedly, like I said, you know, typically celebrity deaths, you know, it's, it's, it's far removed, but, but that one felt very, very personal and very close. So, you know, our, um, you know, hope, wish, best wishes and prayers with, you know, his family and, and, you know, the people who were personally close to him, not just felt emotionally close to him because they saw him on TV, you know, so. Uh, yeah, very, very, very sad. Probably one of the saddest, sad in a in a in a year full of horrible things. Uh, right. Something something that just really struck home. Very sad. Yeah. Um. 
the other news I have right here in front of me I'll quickly touch on is the Marvel's Avengers game has come out and it's not getting great reviews. I was definitely going to buy it. Don't think I'm going to buy it now. Yeah, you might hold <laughs> um, off. They might patch it, but it, it did sound like it yeah. might have fallen a little short. That it might. I'm going to wait for it to be like 40 bucks before I, before yeah. I buy this game now. Un- unfortunately, it sounds like it might have been a bit of a cash grab. Yeah, such a shame because there was so much potential and I was so excited for it. Um, but hopefully, with some time, some patches, um, some updates, it'll be it'll be up there. Maybe a sequel sometime in the future will really capitalize what it could be, um, because it could be so much more. Uh, the Eternals is now just called Eternals. Mm-hmm. All I gotta okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. CW concert confirms a live action Powerpuff Girls show. How random is that? Sound of nowhere. We're getting a live action Powerpuff Girls show. That's going to be creepy. Um, <laughs> I'm curious about it, though, and it's a Berlanti show. Yeah, I'm curious, too. Like, and uh, yeah, it's going to be like the most cosplayed thing of the year for sure when it oh, comes that's out. that's a great point. Can you, and like, of course, you know, you go to enough cons and all of a sudden you start being like, oh, yeah, like Stranger Things. There's going to be three million, you know, uh ships or scoops ahoy you know it, yeah so yeah people dressed like steve but yeah yes uh, yes a ton of that that's gonna be fascinating and then another bit of news there's gonna be a lord of the rings game called lord of the rings Gollum. it's a video game that follows Gollum and takes place prior to the lord of the rings books but i think takes place post hobbit I'm not uh, sure. I believe so. That's the one. Did I show you the picture? That's the one that I had the screenshot where they gave Gollum more hair to make him less creepy looking. creepy. Oh, no. I don't think you showed me that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'll definitely (laughs) look that up. But I just wanted to quickly run off the news and then ask. uh, I didn't mean to take over hosting duties. Oh, no, no. No, I have the news in front of me here. I'm looking at it. Uh, I just want to ask, do y'all have... Out of all everything I just rambled off, any thoughts on those? Do we really need a Gollum game? I mean, I love me some Lord of the Rings. But does anybody That's care exactly. less about Gollum as a protagonist? Yeah, I don't know what the frick we're going to do. Just like scurry around and eat fish? <laughs> <laughs> you got to sing the song. <laughs> Lovely yeah, exactly. fish, so soft and sweet. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, th- I feel the same way. Like, I have no idea. Like, what's the point of this game and we're gonna play as Gollum that's gonna be some weird controls I really yeah I I I don't even know where this game came from you know they're making a Lord of the Rings MMORPG but I don't know where this came from um it kind of they were like what's the weirdest like single concept we can take from this Gollum (laughs) let's try and make money with that Anyway, yeah, not a Strider game or anything no. like that. Yeah, I mean, because who isn't lining up for that? No, yeah. Gollum game. Gollum game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an interesting one for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So I don't even know. think there's anything else to say about it. That's just kind of, <laughs> as a We're really... skeptical. We're officially skeptical about the Gollum <laughs> it's game. It's just a really odd concept. I'm not going to be pre-ordering it. No, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but that looks like that's all the news. Um, 
And unless we have any more thoughts, that's pretty much all the that's that's the news segment of the show. Yeah, how are we doing on time? A lot to get through. Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing, uh, only other thing really out there was the little bit of news from it's from Sony, right? With that they're doing a silk. Oh, that's right. I forgot to write Um, that down. They're doing. Oh, they are doing silk. They're they're doing a silk TV series. So it is no Mm -hmm. longer female centric. No, but TV see, show. Well, we we oh, also we're getting a movie. Okay, a Spider Woman. Well, I think this pretty much. I think this confirms that we're getting some version of Spider Woman because Silk right. has been rumored for what maybe three years now. Yeah, I uh, I speculated on our on our last show that the Olivia Wilde movie will either be Spider Woman or Silk. Yeah. Uh, and well, this is the Silk Show. So yeah. So now, unless Olivia Wilde is making a silver and black movie for Silver Sable and Black Cat, the most interesting Spider-Man characters, then we're probably going to be getting a uh, Spider-Woman movie. Yeah. I think I think you're definitely right there. Yeah that that seems to be the case, um, and that's not really a surprise. I, I figured that's where they were going anyway, but. Um, but I think this kind of locks that down, knowing that because it takes Silk off the table. Yeah, that's going to be different. But you know what? I think it's a uh, Chris Miller and uh, it's uh, Gordon Miller. Yep. What's it? What's the other Phil Lloyd? Lord. Lord. Yeah. Lord. And they did Spider Verse, right? They they did yes. So that's awesome. Um, I'm a bit surprised that it's not an animated thing. Then, well, when I read. Them. I'm like, oh, animated. No, it's live action. Yeah, really? it seems to be live action, and it's hmm. um, it's going to. Right now, I think they were saying it looks like Amazon's gonna gonna buy the rights. Okay. Um. So, if it is live action, that's that's interesting. What do you think? The uh, what is the character's name? Um, last name is Moon. That that's that is Silk. Um, I can't think of her. All I can remember was her. Uh, her last name's Moon. Sailor, I'm not the biggest soap fan in the world. Are you ignoring me? Or did you just not hear me? I didn't. Wait, what'd you, you say? <laughs> I said Sailor. <laughs> no, not Sailor. It's Cindy Moon. Cindy Moon. Cindy Moon. Okay, right. so my sailor. question was actually, Cindy Moon actually appears in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Really? She's pretty much a background character, huh. but they she's she's on the. Uh, the academic team. Okay. She's definitely there, was definitely cast. Huh. What are the odds of them pulling that actress over to play the part? Whoa. Wait a minute. Oh, wow. Whoa. I, I just had to Google it. That's okay. Um, I mean, perfect. Uh, that's great. My first initial thought was uh, Cindy Moon is Korean. Right. Correct. So I was like, oh, okay. I don't remember any um, Asian actors uh, in the academic. I just didn't remember all the faces of the academic team. I apologize. So literally my first, all I could think of was this white girl. So I was like, I swear to God, if they casted a white girl (laughs) as Cindy Moon and they're going to make her silk. I swear. So I had to Google it to make sure that that an Asian American was cast as, uh, as, as Cindy Moon in that. But that'd be. That'd be cool. It's um, Tiffany Espenson, and we know that Sony is interested in at least having some connectivity to mm-hmm. the MCU, whatever that connectivity actually is. Uh-huh. Um, so I 
don't see this as impossible for sure. That'd be, I mean, I, that would be pretty awesome. Um, what's funny is I have a feeling that whoever greenlighted this movie has no idea that Cindy Moon was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, probably um, not. But if they do, that's an awesome use of continuity. I love when they use continuity. Bring yeah. that character over. Um, that'd be great. I'd love it if then she gets bit by a spider and then Tom Holland shows up and they just have to mate. Oh, no. I want my kids to be able to see this movie, David. <laughs> that's, no that's the ca- I'm mating. just telling you what the, I, I'm, He's, he's giving you the comic book version. Books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I read in the books. <laughs> they have to mate because they're pheromones. Attract <laughs> each other. Perfect. <laughs> I think that'd be illegal to show that on screen, actually. Uh, so. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not in a PG-13 movie. In the book, they were like in their 30s, so it's okay. Okay. Yes, please don't. No, I was saying because like the characters would be children. Yes. Because uh, so they don't go that bad. Well, Tom Holland is over 21, so. His character's not. His character's, his character's not. not. So. Okay. A little iffy there. Um, hopefully, they don't go that route with the Silk character. I think there's more you can do there. You mean that. A female character can be introduced for some other reason than for the male character to have sex with. Like, she could exist. Well, I on- wouldn't go that far. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not that familiar with Silk, but I'm pretty sure in a lot of ways she's more powerful than, uh, yeah, her powers are a lot stronger than Spider-Man's. Okay. Yeah, she is. And she is really interesting. And she, um, she could just kind of go off on her own and do her own thing after her initial meeting with Spider-Man. And um, she she has become her own character and has her own cult following and is still around and still has books and stuff coming out. She's, she's, she's pretty interesting. She's a pretty cool concept. Um, in the books, I think it was actually that she was bit by the same exact spider and then was like locked away in a bunker for like oh dear. 15 years or whatever. Well, that's terrible. Um, yeah, so... Really interesting character, so that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, being a TV show, I'm 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 happy. I'm excited about that. But yeah, I do think that would do it for the news. I don't see anything else on the list news wise, and we had a lot more news this week just because of DC dropping everything on us last weekend, which was like kind of nice. But on the other hand, like come on DC, we could have <laughs> talked about this for months if you could have just spread it out. Yeah. <laughs> but then Bill and Ted and New Mutants comes out. And then you drop it. Right, exactly. So now so we have now to we talk about Bill and Ted and New Mutants next time. Because, y'all, I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> You're running on Eastern time. I don't right? know what that means, but okay. Okay. It's a Cinderella, Cinderella reference. She doesn't really turn She doesn't turn oh. into a pumpkin, but the carriage does. At midnight. Because, you know, right. we're so right. tired. The carriage turns into a pumpkin at midnight. Yes. So. Oh, because it's, but it's only, it's only 10, it's only 10, 54. Yes, but I'm old <laughs> and tired and I spent <laughs> hours fighting with children about, about spelling words and math and I am done pretending to be social <laughs> for the day. <laughs> yeah, you take off your, you took off your, uh, your actual mask when you got home now you can take off your social mask exactly (laughs) the metaphorical mask we all wear every day yes yes 
No, not me. I'm at home with my kids all day. Bless their little hearts. They pretty much see the real me all the time. We'll get you a mask. Heaven help Less them. metaphorical. Less metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you'll watch Bill and Ted this week, we'll talk Bill and Ted next time. Yeah. I was really pleasantly right. surprised about Bill and Ted. Like, I wasn't the hugest Bill and Ted, original Bill and Ted fan. Okay, I mean, I was like two when the original movie came out, so definitely not the tar- target demographic. But still, a teenager me, adult me, still not the target demographic, really, for Bill and Ted. But I really like the movie, so you should see it. It's good. I'll check it out. And that's how I felt about New Mutants, so I can talk a little about... Yes. Uh, I'm assuming y'all have... Are y'all interested in seeing New Mutants? I'm not... I, I uh-uh. probably won't get a chance to... I will see it, but I'm, I'm not worried about doing a review. Uh, about you doing a review on it. Or going to theaters. Yeah. <laughs> going to theaters. We're, hun, we're not even going to yeah. church. I mean, we're I don't not, even... Like, going in restaurants we hadn't been anywhere in six months we're definitely not going in a movie theater <laughs> yeah i don't even know i mean not, our theater just you. reopened i don't even know what they're showing it had to be something bigger than new mutants uh yeah for sure i had no intention of going until my dad was like new mutants and i was like oh yeah that's right <laughs> bless his you're, heart you're one of the three people exactly to well bless his heart he was just determined to be excited about that movie did he enjoy it at least you know what he did enjoy it good Good for him all those 90s characters that he wanted to see so badly they are in the movie all right nice perfect so he did enjoy it that's all that counts is that the three people who are excited about it (laughs) enjoyed it (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so we're gonna wrap it up here marisha uh where can we find you on the internet you can find me on my website, princessesandpadawans.com, on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans, and on Twitter. I am P Padawans on Twitter. And Andrew? All right. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sa underscore Fictionary. You can find me also on our other show, Course Not Radio Underground, where we talk everything Star Wars. You can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com. And as always, be sure to check out our podcast, as well as the rest of our podcast family at red5network.com. All right. And my name is David. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at stay underscore creative DD and on my YouTube channel at creative DD. And remember, for Frodo.